You're now tuned into Mikey's Wife Life. Mic check, mic check, waifu, waifu, Knox, is that you? Yo, what's up you guys, uh, I'm Knox from Project Manga, just want to say thanks for thanks for having me on here, you guys, uh, hey. super, yeah, super <laughs> excited to, to get to, to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, but um, but yeah, Project Manga, um, we're a YouTube channel, um, it's me and three others, and we review weekly Shonen Jump yeah, uh, every goes. week. Well, yeah, thank you, thank you, man. Yeah, that's that's basically our show, man. It's Project Manga. Everything you can find us on Twitch, on Apple, Spotify. Yeah, it's gonna be live because uh, this is episode ninety four of my Check Waifu Waifu. As always, is brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure y'all go to lucomplex.com and use that offer code Waifu to save on your entire cart. It's also brought to you by DontTalkShop.com. I'm wearing a nice Axis branded hoodie from uh, Don't Talk Shop. Use that offer code Waifu15 to get access to all of their merch there. And uh, I want to thank our Patreon producers, Aaron Brown, Connor, explicitly Monique Williams and Treesus. Thank you all so much for producing this and many other episodes of My Check Waifu Waifu. We appreciate you as always. And as y'all know, I'm always joined by my brother, Mr. Telliano, what's going on, Tell? How you feeling? Always good, always good. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to sell a $60,000 Sony TV. What the? Hello? <laughs> 60000 It ain't going to my house. I'm trying to get it in somebody else's house. Oh, oh, you, you're talking on that Best Buy drip. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. But you got this from the movie theater? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's 98 inches, 8K. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, Ain't even no content for it, but we gonna try and get it in somebody else. Sixty thousand, y'all. <laughs> what a way to start the show. This mm-hmm. is a this is a special episode. We decided to bring Knox on because we we knew from the moment that Jujutsu Kaisen started. Okay, I've we've been following Knox since the inception of Mike Check Waifu Waifu when we had Project Manga and everything. He's been the only one I've seen on the timeline boasting the show well before it was even announced. <laughs> so I've been I've been in I've been in it for a minute. Man. Yeah, we, and I'm like, what is this show that he's always putting these steals up that just looks insane? It looks so insane. good. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. when the show was announced and it was and it was we were watching it and I mean me and Taylor share our thoughts on the show. I'm sure alongside with Knox that it's incredible. <laughs> so, and I'm like, this would be the perfect time to get him on an episode of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Now we don't do guests often, but when we do. It's a special occasion, so yes. that's why we had to make this one special. So today we're gonna be talking a lot of manga, okay? Um, because obviously that's what Knox does. Project Manga Podcast, that's weekly shown and jump. Check them out. All their uh, links will be in the show notes and in the description of this video on YouTube. Make sure you check them out there. Um, first and foremost, what uh, what got you into manga? Who? What got me into yeah. manga? Man. What was the first thing that just said? Come here, Knox. Read me. <laughs> well, I've been reading comic books since, um, like that's like, that, those are like my first memories, you know, mm. like comic books all around me. And since I learned how to read, I've been reading comic books ever since then. So then, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I found anime through Toonami yeah, yeah. and then I was like, holy shit, what's going on with this? This is different. You know what I mean? And then I found out that everything is based off of like comic book source material, but right. 
I didn't really know where it was at. Found out that there's like a little like hidden section tucked away at my local bookstores the whole time <laughs> under right under my nose. You know what I'm saying? I had no idea that, 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 that shit was there. But the first manga that I ever read, my brother actually had a volume of um, Lone Wolf and Cub. And Lone he just had that Lone Wolf and Cubs, the samurai story. Um, super old school. Yeah. Um, you could tell as soon as you see the art that it's like 1960s, you know, like Jeez. type beat, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But he had, he had like <clears throat> physical copy of that because he's in the army and he like does all this like world traveling and whatnot. So he had like, he had, a, he, I remember he had a bunch of manga actually once I found out that he was into it. He had like initial D and, and things like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would just, you know, thumb through like that shit to kind of like get a look at it. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. I don't know how to read this shit because it was obviously like <laughs> right, right to left. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm cool with my Superman and my Spider-Man. I'll get this shit on the TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm, I'm watching anime and then eventually it gets to a point where I find out about sites like Manga Panda. You know mm. what I mean? And and things like that. And and then it was the floodgate was open after that. So sick. So what yeah. was the first manga you ever read? I, I'm surprised I never asked you this. And we've been doing a show for damn near two years. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is <laughs> this is gonna sound sound kind of funny since you know me so well. But the first manga I ever read was actually uh, Naruto, mm. and then after that is kind of when I started going back into other stuff and you know dipping my toes in the stuff because you know my first anime was Ronin Warriors, right? Um, yeah, but yeah, one well, Naruto was the first manga I actually read. Man. And I'm so brand new into it. Like I literally just picked up one. What was it last year? I think the first one. Because I'm 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 the slice of life guy here on uh, on my check white for white. Oh word! So the first one I picked up was uh was it it was no did I read Kaya Sama before Mission Yozakura? Mission Yozakura. Mission Yozakura. That's it. That's it. Yozakura slice of life. No no no. I, I thought oh. it was the 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 slice of life. Uh, love is war. Mm. Love is war. But it's actually uh, it was actually um uh, Mission Yozakura family. Which is mm. live. I'm still reading now. Um, I haven't read. I haven't read the Yozakura Family. I get that recommended all the time. It's, I mean, as, as you should. Yeah. As, as somebody <laughs> that's brand new into it, I'm I'm sucked in. <laughs> like it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, like, I hear nothing but good things, man. Yeah, we picked it up at the start, the, the inception of this podcast actually, um, around like October or so when it, I think it launched, right? Yeah. Like we we picked up on the first chapter. It was like, yeah, we're gonna start reading this. Yeah. Hell yeah. Man, and and I've been trying to get into it a little bit more. And again, we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But f- f- what makes manga for you so attractive? Obviously, the comic book shit was was where it all started. And yes, comic books do give you that feeling, like you're watching a movie. But what what is it the same deal with manga too? Um, for me, manga. What was what what makes it so? What made it uh what made it so interesting to me was the aesthetic the the black mm. and white you know like because because like when it what I was used to before was that like you'd get a couple pages of black and white you know or something yep. like that and then eventually you'd go into color so I'm thumbing through these comic books and I'm like when is it gonna go to color you know what I mean <laughs> right. and it never did and I was like okay so this is just how it you know how it is you know what I mean so I was like okay well, why is it like that you know what I mean and I start looking into the history of manga and I find out about how like after after World War Two, um, and and we and we bombed them. They didn't have like it, it crushed their economical like oh, situation. Shit. You know what I mean? And they didn't. They couldn't afford media like television and movies, so they just drew comic books. And they yeah. didn't, they couldn't even afford colors, so it was all black and white. Like I'm learning all this That's shit, laugh. and I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, I was like, this is crazy. So I was instantly just like hooked 
off of just the history of Damn. manga and like mm-hmm. and 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 I and, and it was it's it's so different from um western comics because the action is so much more dynamic I feel like yeah. and it and it feels a lot more dynamic at surface level because of that black and white aesthetic I feel right. like that contrast really jumps at you and 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 it, and they do have a way different approach to action like paneling and like yep. illustrative like composition right. of their of their comic book pages you know what I mean like these mm-hmm. angles that I'm seeing for the first time and like these these impact <laughs> illustrations it's like different you don't really get impact like that in in the west mm-hmm. like there are definitely times where like the hulk will will steal off somebody and it's drastic yeah. but like yeah. by and large in in western comic books when someone punches someone it's like a still image you know what i mean yeah, and there's yeah. there's onomatopoeia that lets you know he just got his shit rock but like <laughs> right. in manga it feels a lot more kinetic you know it what does. i mean like there's a lot more emphasis put on the connection and the shock wave and the 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 after you know the after effect that you know and, and shit like that so right. it, it was just a completely different looking thing and i was just like I need to know everything about, I just completely, <laughs> when I was finally ready, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like once I found like Manga Panda and all the free sites and I could just take my pick, I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. It's funny you say that because there's a page in Michio's core family where they do, you know how samurais do that thing in movies where they, where they draw the sword real quick and, and slice yeah. people and put it back. There's a yeah. scene where they're, he's facing like the main character's facing off against somebody and they do the sword draw and the full page is that, is that transition from him oh, doing that, that slice? Lovely, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! I actually see this right now, and that's when I'm like, okay, manga's manga's yeah. dope because I was always the type. I just want to watch it. I just want to yeah. watch it. I just, and yeah. now I'm wow, going that, to that's more. in Yozakura family. What you just said, yeah, it's, dude. I'm yeah. a big sword guy, like EI jutsu, like Bato jutsu, like what you just explained with yeah. the quick like sheath and and resheath shit. Like I love that I love that shit in manga, and you just described <laughs> something that I like look for <laughs> that, in manga. That yeah. panel had yeah. me gone. I'm like, okay, this shit's <laughs> live, man. This shit's so live. so cool. <laughs> it's also a really good point for those the artists and whatnot to really like go all out on that on mm-hmm. that art style, right? Yep. Like that page is a full page of drama, even though it's like it might not even be a drama series, but it feels super dramatic and. Right. And the emphasis is is really implied in that scenario. So mm. I love that. Like I remember one of my favorite comic book panels that did that was actually Sonic the Hedgehog, where they first introduced Shadow, and he, they had they gave us a whole page on Shadow because at first he was this black figure we didn't know who he was, and they gave us this whole sh- page of Shadow. But they did a similar thing in Twin Star Exorcist where they introduced a. Uh, um, uh, the the main villain and essentially he he's standing there and you kind of just get an outline of the character and mm. it's super dramatic like it's not mm. like the entire panel like the whole two pages but that entire uh one page is the main character or the villain and it's just see, that that drama that contrast like you were talking about earlier just really puts the emphasis on that yeah oh yeah it took me a while to get used to the reading of it though because it, it's not necessarily a page thing the page thing isn't really the problem it was the bubble following it i had trouble with at first because sometimes it would the way it was stacked it was so hard for me to understand at first and again y'all remember i'm brand new to this shit like literally yeah. last year so it I, takes a little bit yeah I, I, I had to get adjusted but when i did i was in it man and i'm, st- I'm yeah. still in it so uh nice. let's start with this man what, what you reading right now that, that got you sucked in um what am i reading right now i'm on a big cyberpunk kick okay um yeah so like i've been um and we have a book club in our in our patreon 
And um, one of the the, the manga that I mean, I really don't have too much time to read a lot outside of what we review. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But then our book club is like kind of like a way where if I haven't read something, then I can just like read whatever is up on the book club's list. And then like that's when I get new content, really. You know what I mean? So we're reading something in our book club right now called Ultra Heaven. Ultra and heaven. uh ultra heaven bro it's a it's tight dude. it's like really <laughs> yeah it's really 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 high quality art man and um it's coming out of uh comic beam which okay. is a seinen magazine you know what i mean but yeah, it's, yeah. it's old it's finished it's been finished it was back in like 2001 Eesh. but um yeah but it, but it, it's basically a dystopian future um, cyberpunk story, you know what I mean? Like high, high technology, low quality of life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everyone, it, it's about drug addiction is really what it is. And wow. it's, it's basically, it's rake, it's requiem for a dream. If in manga form in a, um, near distant future or in a near future, you know, what I, mean? I love that. It's tight. It's tight. It's super Yo, tight for a dream was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's one, that's one of my favorite movies too. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, oh yeah, my God, that's but it's totally that ever. vibe. Yeah. It's totally that vibe. The main character is just like chasing dragons. You know what I mean? Like trying to find the next big high and like drug addiction is so, um, interwoven into society that like, like everyone just gets it it's like they know that motherfuckers are going to be on drugs so they 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 come out with you know more drugs that help people deal with drugs you know like glorified commercials for things like suboxone yeah you know what i mean but like in their own little trippy version of suboxone in their future world it's it's tight dude it's super tight if you're if you're you're into cyberpunk huh it's called ultra heaven Ultra. oh yeah i need that it's really good (laughs) yeah we taking notes to learn what we should be reading ultra heaven Yes. All right, man. I might have to uh, subscribe to the Patreon and join that book club. Patreon.com slash Project Manga, of course. Or yeah, that's it. OFC. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Just Project Manga. Just Patreon.com slash Project Manga. Yeah, yeah, pull up, bro. Pull up, I man. I might have to because that sounds Hell yeah. dope. And again, it's, if somebody that's new, fun. that's going to be live. Yes, sir. Hold your heaven. All right. All right. Um. Well, mm-hmm. I've been reading. Uh. Well, it's a webtoon. I know y'all got y'all got Project Webtoon too. We do, yeah. Like, I like that one too. Uh, solo, yeah. solo leveling is what was nice. Destroying me weekly, man. Dude, okay, so you're caught up, right? Yes. Oh yeah. I'm I'm, su- I'm super far behind, but like I've I've only read like the first like maybe five chapters of season two. Oh. But like, yeah, no. But dude, solo <laughs> leveling is the one though, bro. Like that's one of the bingiest reads Easy, that I man. think I've ever had. Like, I think I read the, everything. I think I read all the content in one sitting <laughs> dude, that was available at the time. That's yeah. how it was for us because we had we said we said we had like a book club in in our uh, podcast where we would just read a certain amount of chapters per week. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we started off with like I think what was it ten or something like some ridiculously low number. <laughs> nah, I think I think the first time we started off we hit like fifty. No, we did we did a lot, and then we slowed down. We was like, okay, let's go down to like twenty five chapters. Yeah. We zooming through this too much. <laughs> yeah. it, it was so yeah, addictive. ten chapters, ten chapters of solo leveling. Good luck, dude. It's, that's like <laughs> that's like eating one Pringle, right? She's <laughs> <laughs> gone in a snap, man. I'm like, yeah. man, I can't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't put it down. I was, yeah, I was a dick. Can't. 
and it's, it's that, that, that creator is so like has just mastered the formula of <laughs> turning the page keeping you turning the page you yep. know what i mean like and, it, and it's not even like really cliffhangers nope. that are really what are really what's used to keep you turning that page it's just a cold-blooded ass main character exactly and i'm surrounded by amazing concepts and beautiful art man I'm, art. I'm here <laughs> the whole time <laughs> right. boom, boom, boom. and the progression of his strength is handled so beautifully so perfect so much character growth and that development is is almost bar none some of the best i've seen in anything i've well again i ain't got that much under my belt but anything i've read like seriously it book it's, wise it's, or other, yeah. it's tight man it's definitely it's definitely um very i don't know i, I guess you'd probably classify it as a meathead series i mean i guess that's fine but it's it's cracked that code I, man yeah, <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like it's, it's way deeper than i think meathead uh yeah, definitely yeah, because I'm, I'm just like as a video game enthusiast, like people who love video games, like I love when they do the breakdown of like his skills and abilities and how each ability leveled up and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff that just hits a whole nother level. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like it definitely I guess sometimes it does feel a little meatheaded because you, yeah, you just want to see action. And then yeah. other times you're like, I love the little little details that they throw in there to make it just overall just too dope. Shout out to the yeah. administrator. Yeah. To to tell's point about like how good the 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 video game aspect of it feels, like you could really tell that this guy is a video game fan that wants to incorporate like actual video game stuff into his story and not just you know, it doesn't feel like just arbitrary video game. Yeah, Yeah. shoehorned video game concepts. You know what I mean? Like this this dude actually lives this life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A big RPG fan, I could tell. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) As one myself, you could definitely tell. And in this other one, that's literally almost a carbon copy of Solo Eleven. It's called The Player That Can't Level Up. Um, okay. <laughs> it's it's, it's like a, if they took the synopsis of like solo leveling and then they just the like spun it backwards and made it the title. It's literally almost the exact same thing. Like from the way the world is set up to portals to having to having a certain amount of people being gifted and able to level up and stuff like that. But it's literally this player who's stuck at level one and cannot level up, and everybody else can just perfectly fine. But he he gained access to these swords called uh, I think they call them personalities or something like that but they're so Mm. fucking strong it's crazy they give him the ability to be extremely powerful so this level one character get these powerful weapons but everybody just sees them at his level one so it it goes through a a nice little progression story in that too i like that it's it's super interesting that's a really cool idea right just imagine you not being able to level up you go into this one part of the dungeon that you just can't get past but everybody else past you so yeah (laughs) he ended up becoming something called a tutor where he just has to like train newbies in this one little section and then once they get past level one they pass him up and he just stays there It's, it's super interesting it's a good it's a good little story. Again, it's not as consistent as solo leveling, so it's not weekly. Mm-hmm. I've, mm. uh, I think chapter 21 is out now, but that's been out for like three weeks. So, Oh, no. Yeah, one of those situations. Got to hope Got to hope a, a translation team cares enough to, to hop on. And, and there might even be is. more chapters than 21. Yeah, you're out, right. And they're just not translated. It could be a situation like that. You never know. Yeah. What about you? Tell yeah. what you reading. Uh, I got One Piece. I got okay. Attack on Titan. I got uh, Twin Star Exorcist. That's a shit. Uh, Phantom Seer. Undead oh. Unluck. Um, I gotta start yes. typing. Undead Unluck. Dude, Phantom Seer is getting axed, apparently. 
I, from yeah, and I, when Polo sent me that, I was a little like, "Damn!" Yeah, I was so I salty, dude. Yeah, I was we, literally just it, hyping it on my show. Like I was like, "Dude, it's starting to feel really good. I think it's safe right. from the axe." Like, I literally just said that last week. But it, it looks <laughs> like it looks so good, and the story just really, really started to pick up. And it's like, "Are you serious?" And it's selling really well. It's a it's a very weird happened. situation. Yeah, what, know what happened? happened. I, I, no I just, idea. I just sent him Kiko's tweet. I'm, Kiko tweet. I'm like, well, what? Because yeah, I know he's reading it. I'm hearing all types of shit, bro. I don't know what happened because it, it doesn't make sense that it got axed based on how well it was doing. Right. Um, yeah, like after know. Black Clover sales plummeted, and I, I was like, well, Black Clover ain't getting axed. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you can let Phantom see her go. <laughs> Jeez, Black Clover. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, still trying to oh. have that whole fan base come at us again. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I, vicious, I read man. Black Clover. I just haven't read the last like five chapters. Mm. Yeah, that's that. That's something else. I, don't, I can't believe you read as much as you did do. Uh, I got. If I wasn't reviewing it, I'd probably go into a lull of you know five, six, seven chapter streaks where yeah. I just let it build. You know, because because Black Clover feels so much better to me on a binge than it does weekly nowadays. When we first started our show, you know, it was a lot different. Yeah. But like nowadays, inside of this Spade arc and like what it's been doing the last year and a half, two year, like year and a half, yeah, it's like man, like if I if I didn't have to review this shit weekly, I definitely would probably let it stack. Yeah. <laughs> Man, um, so as far as like something for new people, what would you recommend new people of uh, of the manga world, including myself and including uh, at Crystal Light uh, on Twitter? She's new into manga, too. What would you mm-hmm. recommend for somebody like that that's getting into it? Um, recommendations are like something that I like think is like really important, whether it's like comic books or manga, like when, mm-hmm. when, when you're talking about new people, right? Because like that, the strength of a good recommendation when someone is like a real, you know, virgin or novice or whatever term you want to use to something, it's like it makes or breaks that it can make or break that entire experience. So, Thanks. I mean, like if someone were to approach me personally and be like, I'm new to manga, what do you got for me? I'd be like, well, how much time do you have? Cause we have to have a conversation right now. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> I like but that. like, just, just for the sake of this conversation, I mean, like if it's an American person, you know what I mean? That's, um, that's asking. And I don't know anything about them. Then like, I would, I don't know. You think about like what American people are into mm. normally crime dramas, um game of thrones yeah you know what i mean so like for so like thinking of things like that i'd probably be like read death note you know what i mean or i'd be like i'd be like read vinland saga you know what i mean like you know if you're into game of thrones read vinland saga if you're into crime dramas like fucking uh law and order and shit read fucking death note you know probably maybe maybe promise neverland even too Mm -hmm. you know like would would probably be a good one um that's a good point yeah and then i mean and then obviously you know western audiences are into superheroes and shit so I'd probably be like One Punch Man or like My Hero Academia. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. Yeah. If I'm not going to have a conversation with you, I'd probably recommend like one of those four. That's a good way yeah. of looking at it because it, the whole conversation piece is big. Like you said, mm-hmm. like if you if you don't if you don't know who that person is, you can't recommend something like uh, I, I wouldn't even say you can't even recommend something like um, Mission Yosa Core Family to everybody because yeah. it, it does take a bit to get into like it uh, it's not slow by any means but it does take a little bit of understanding of how manga works in order to to get how that is portrayed so right yeah it's like 
Hunter Hunter is like my favorite anime, you know, or, yeah. or you know, or like um, one of my favorite manga even too. But I would never, you know, like right. I would never be like, yo, you you never watched anime, you've never read manga. Here's a deconstruction of the shonen genre, <laughs> you know, for your first thing. It's like yeah, it's like you're not gonna be able to appreciate it if you don't exactly. have that, that history of of shonen storytelling there. So it's like it's things like that, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, you know, see recommendations as like a way to flex their tastes you know what i mean and it's like you can't I, I i can't you know like i would never just because hunter hunter is my favorite anime and i want to push that agenda be like you've never seen anime before watch hunter hunter because it's my favorite and i want people to like it you know what i mean like it's not that easy in my right. opinion so the beautiful thing about what you said is that like people flex their recommendations and the the, yeah. the the really cool thing about recommendation is that the recommendation should have honestly nothing to actually do with you exactly people <laughs> yeah. want to always make it about them and it's right. like dude I, it's like why are you so confident about you like you don't even know me like you, like you, you just want to be like this is my favorite you'll love it and it's like why yeah you know what i mean it's that like yeah. And it's like, and it's like, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're someone who recommend, if you're that confident about your favorites and you think that it's something that anybody would love, then that's a little bit different, you know, of story, but it's like, if we're, if we're going to take a dip a toe into the comic book world, you know what I mean? I saw on the fucking timeline, someone was like, I'm trying to get into comics. What, what should I read? And someone was like the boys. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, come on, man. Like just no information at all. Just the boys, just the boys. no information about this person at all. You don't even look at their account. Right. And you're just like the boys. Not even the banner. You just said the boys. Yeah, and it's like really. Yeah, you know, like there's hella trigger warnings in that shit. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You went for a ride if you just read that one first. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of that, like, just real quick, I want to say something funny. Uh, I haven't started watching Invincible yet. Mm. And oh man, I, I saw I saw this picture on the timeline, this video where he went off on this group. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> yeah, I'm sad that you saw that um, on the timeline because, like, that's like something that, man, that's like a big spoiler, honestly, oh, going shit. into Invincible because Invincible is very much a deconstruction of of superhero comic books. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it sets it up very um, sky high, very my hero. Academic. My my dad's the biggest superhero in town. I'm, I don't have my powers yet. I'm in high school. It, it sets it up like that. Mm-hmm. And then it subverts it with like a drastic twist, like what you saw on oh, the fucking timeline by the end of the episode. And Steve said, laugh my ass off. And it, the smiley face, I'm like, I don't know what I just watched. Now, I know that everybody was telling me to watch it, and I should have just said, Yeah, I should have just watched it, bro. I, I know how Twitter in. works. Twitter's I know how too Twitter ruthless. Works. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I never I never get spoiled by anything on Twitter. And then yeah. Invincible comes out and I get spoiled. I'm like, yo, I'm yeah. a little Saudi. Now, see, I, I went on the timeline and I've read Invincible, the comic book, way back in the day. You know what I mean? But the, the show just came out and I thought of like a funny tweet where I would be like, I'm, I'm only 10 minutes into the first episode of Invincible and these niggas are already better than Scott <laughs> Snyder's Justice League. You know what I mean? Is <laughs> what I said. Yeah. You know, and then, and, then I, and then I knew, you know, that by the end of the fucking episode, they're all going to die. You know what I mean? So then like I quote retweet it like 40 minutes later, like just finish the episode whoops you know what i mean because it's funny but then like this motherfucker is like three minutes after i made the first tweet saying like well they all die at the end of the episode so and i'm like nigga like come on man what if i actually hadn't seen it you know what i'm saying like (laughs) yeah it happens all the time with my hero stuff for me man every time i'm scrolling just scrolling our our uh our mike check white foot twitter i'm just scrolling 
instant my hero spoiler. I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> a non-reader well, of my I'm, hero. I'm so game. happy you haven't been spoiled by some of the other stuff though on my hero. Yeah, that's true. You still that's got true. some stuff that's not spoiled for you yet. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Man. I'm gonna try to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna um go ahead and throw in a couple of Twitter questions real quick if y'all don't mind. Yeah. So it's a pretty pretty good one. Now, oh shit. Guess what we got a question from y'all. <laughs> All right, so Panda from Worst Gen Podcast. Hey. <laughs> she, uh, she says, what would y'all would y'all ever read or watch Boy Love? First question. Just off the title, lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I'm I'm back. Like I'm such a bad like book cover judge. So this is actually you know a genre. I mean? Oh wait! Oh, is that? Oh, is that? Oh, so Yowie about, or something? Yowie? Like that? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I never, I never heard it like you know with the the English trans uh, right. or uh, yeah, translation. She, she yeah, BL, but I know what she meant. Like boys love. Oh, okay. Yowie? Uh, no, nah, I'm probably good on that. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm cool. I'm good on a lot of genres though. Don't think yeah. it's because like you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I'm just. I'm, I know I'm you're so not a big picky, fan dude. of slice of life. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I've actually I've actually read a, a one book and I've actually Wait, read you said you read what? You got cut off because Discord is great. I read one boy love called Boyfriends as a webtoon. Um and it wasn't that bad. Um now I have watched other slice of life or read other slice of life too. I can't remember exactly what their names were. But I prefer I think I prefer reading slice of life than I do watching it. Interesting. So I think I think the whole I think the whole slice of life thing hits me better as a read than a watch. Hmm. Not for me. Um, <laughs> uh, another part of well, you're new, so that's true. That's true. Good point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, another question. She says, "What's your favorite non-shonen manga right now?" Uh, right now, yeah, um, Ultra Heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. It. Oh, I mean, shit. It's, I'm reading it right now. Like I said, dude, I'm like super big on like cyberpunk. I found this amazing documentary series on YouTube in my recommended from a channel called Indigo Gaming, where he does like the origins of cyberpunk and shit. Mm. It's like peak YouTube production quality. Jeez, like I've yeah. never seen like such a good a like crew? you know YouTube documentary before. Yeah, so I just like after that, I just like all the cyberpunk video games, movies. I'm rewatching Blade Runner and shit. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, yeah. So like when we, yeah, when we get on like Ultra Heaven, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm eating this shit up, dude. Because I, I don't really know of too many cyberpunk comic books. You know what I mean? Mm. So I know, of, I know of a ton of books and movies, but like comic books, I feel like I'm, I haven't really found that area. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I find one, I like really, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna jump on it. Yeah. I feel <laughs> that. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, me, I don't really have one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the. The only non-shonen like manga I've actually read is Claymore. Ooh. And mm. I actually I I didn't actually finish it. <laughs> I saw I got like I had like 20 chapters to finish. So I'm actually going to finish that this year. Interesting. I've been recommended Claymore a ton, especially re- like recently I feel like in the last year I've gotten a ton of Claymore recommendations. It is really good. I heard sweet and dark. Yeah. Love that. The art the art reminds me of I know it's not on the level of Kentaro Miura, but it, it, from the the panels that I've seen, it reminded me a lot of like Golden Age Berserk art. Oof. It, so. it does look a lot like that, and it, it yeah. gets very dark like that. Um, not <clears throat> as dark in my opinion, but it's still very dark. No. Uh, another question she has: she should be lowing up on the tweets. She says a horror manga recommend. 
And she says, I would recommend, man, I'm so bad with these Japanese names. I'm sorry. Zeku, <sighs> Zekuyu Gaiyu? I'm not. It, it's, uh, it's spelled uh, Z-E-K-K-Y-O-U. Uh, G-A-K-K-Y-U-U. Zekyo Gakyu. Yeah, there it is. That one. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Me either. Looks good. I'm not too big into horror. No, I've been when I'm when I'm finally ready to do the horror thing, I'm going to jump right into Junji Ito Ooh. and probably just read everything that they've ever done. Even watching Junji Ito was. Poof. Yeah, because because he did some he he like made a deal with Adult Swim or some mm-hmm. shit recently, didn't he? Yeah, I heard it about was that actually. Super unique. I tell you that. Was much. it? Is it good? It's interesting. Uh, I was, I want to call it good, but it's interesting. What is it like an anthology series, yep. or, did, or did they do like Uzumaki or something? It, okay, yeah, so. they did the anthology thing, and it's not, tight. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's it's just it looks so crazy. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then she says maybe it's just me, but I've been seeing a lot of disappointment. Uh, and some of the endings to popular manga. What do y'all think? Where do you think they fail? We did have a, you know, we wanted to talk about Promise Neverland eventually. Yeah, I was going to say Promise Neverland, but see, like, it's like a case by case thing. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it could just be that it was like a legitimately bad ending. And then you can have analysts come in and like talk about like what they believe is objectively shitty about it with whatever metric that they use. But then you'll have a lot of surface level people that like I feel like it's inside of Twitter, especially because that is undeniably the most toxic app when it comes to these kind of (laughs) fandoms. You know what I mean? Like you'll have people that are just the kind of people that you can't satisfy you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and it's it, it it feels like it's um it feels like it's a contrarian thing a lot of the time yeah you know what i mean like everybody likes time. this thing i wasn't properly exposed let me like skim through it or wiki it so that i can like join in on this conversation and talk about mm-hmm. how much I don't like it because I wasn't there when the fun started is what, yeah. is what a lot of it feels like, you know, to me. And of course, that's that's a lot of assumptions being made. But at the same time, it's like you can feel that there's something very wrong with a lot of the reviews, uh, like you know, a lot on, of hypocrisy on social media. On. Yeah. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So for, for me, I, I did watch uh, and I'm again, this is just going off of a YouTube video I saw of, of somebody because I didn't read the, the Promise Neverland manga, but I did watch that terrible anime adaptation. I haven't seen sick and second season. I didn't go anywhere near that shit, bro. bro. I saw stills and I was like, what's going on? I don't here? even read the manga and I was so fucking upset about this. I'm like, what is this? What is happening? Come to find out yeah. they, they uh, gave us a PowerPoint of 140 chapters at the end. So <laughs> I was bad. No, it's bad. It was it's, it's really bad. It's so bad. But hmm. uh, apparently, though, even the manga ending for Promise Neverland wasn't from what I see. And it's just his YouTube video. Super biased. He wasn't a fan of the Promise Neverland manga either. But he said it, it just didn't it didn't feel right. And I heard that this was the sentiment for a lot of Promise Neverland manga readers that it, yeah. a lot of it seemed rush, maybe. So so I would say my personal opinion for the Promise Neverland manga is that the ending didn't bother me so much. What bothered me more was the precursor to the ending, kind of what they did here, right? Like after Goldie Pond to like which Goldie Pond, you don't even get to see. They skip that whole arc. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of go to explaining why, what Norman has been going through and all that stuff. Like some of the things just get thrown at you out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Like in that, that PowerPoint, they show the queen. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. It's an but, actual uh, PowerPoint, it's dude. Act, bro. Oh, it's it's bad, a slideshow. Bro. It's a literal it's shot. Show. It's, it's, it's a literal slideshow for like five minutes of like 140 chapters worth of content. Um, with music playing in the background, it isn't even good music at that. 
Um, <laughs> but but they show the queen, right? But in the manga, the the queen gets more detail. But they just start throwing stuff in on the queen. Like she has two cores instead of one. And, you know, and she has also ingested the evil blood and she has these special Mm. powers. And but we also never hear about the queen before this. So so it was like we got 10, we got probably like eight chapters of the queen. But it was like, where did she come from before this? Like we had no idea the queen had been running the show. And then all the other villains they introduced in like Goldie Pond had no like real significance in that part. But like, the ending itself to me, like the actual resolution to me, I thought was really good because I feel like in this story, there can't be something truly happy. So like for me, like how it ended in the anime was way too happy. It was like they went through all of this struggle. Like the the promise that Emma made in the manga to me felt more realistic because you, a, a God isn't going to just give you exactly what you want after you are taking away everything from its people everything that its people has loved if you're just food to them right yeah so, especially a, especially a god that like is really actually kind of being depicted as like a devil especially in the sense of like ironic uh, uh, you know the irony inside of agreements made yep. mm-hmm. you know what i mean like I, I feel like they're kind of playing into that um you know judeo-christian devil lore 100%. of like you know like kind of like how they made fun of it in like futurama you know what i mean with like fry yeah. and like the hands and shit you know what i mean like that whole yeah. theme of that episode i feel like is kind of like what they're leaning into with this promised neverland like demon god that they had in the manga you know what i mean so i 100 percent agree with with what tell was saying basically is what i mean by that Thanks. but um as far as Promised Neverland goes, I haven't seen the anime. I, I heard it's only six episodes for season two, right? Or whatever. No, it's, a, it's 11. It feels like that. It's 11. <laughs> it might okay. as well be okay. six. You absolutely well, here's, well, here's the thing, man. I mean, like for anime only is like as abysmal as this second season of of Promised Neverland was, at least it was over in like 11 episodes. That's a good point. And you didn't have to like, because the ending in the manga was bad too. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, if you're a manga reader, then you had to go from like peak fiction to a, a slowly degrading Decline. and declining, you know, into whatever the fuck that shit was <laughs> with Posica Demisu carrying Kaiyu Shirai's writing over the finish line with her incredible art. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck so much happened detail on some of those pages. to the Promised Neverland manga, but like Tell kind of pretty much said pretty much exactly what, what was wrong with it. But like at least the anime people didn't have to read through hundreds you know damn near 200 chapters to find out it was it was it wasn't worth reading you that's know what I mean? the way of looking at it because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm satisfied with how terrible it was it's always going to be in a trash pile but i only sat through 11 weeks of it right like <laughs> i'm cool i'll never have to deal with it again but people like tell who's read how many chapters did y'all say it was it's like 180 yeah 180 yeah they did three they did three like uh oh yeah i think it's exactly 180 yeah yeah y'all go ahead and uh just get a youtube video that that summarizes this whole thing and i promise you y'all be okay (laughs) for those of you that wanted to read it don't even don't even do it (laughs) yeah dude it's so bad (laughs) any other bad uh anime Uh, i mean manga endings uh, one eighty one, hundred and eighty one chapters. My mm, bad. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to sit and think. Yeah. About like, I, I, my mind is so 
um, occupied by like the manga the that I'm like reviewing and like the current, yeah, everything yeah. that I'm reading is like currently ongoing. Sense. It's been a while since I've thought about things that have ended, yep. <laughs> you know, unless it's like recently ended like Promise Neverland. But, I, but at the same time though, I'm like really optimistic, you know what I mean? With, with, with manga, it's not like if, if something, if I don't like something, you know, I'm not going to read it. You Good know point. what I mean? Yeah. So like, so like if I'm reading something, um, and I'm in for the long haul is because I think it's good, right. you know, and most of those things are ongoing. So I guess they could blow their endings, but I want to say that most of the things that I've read to completion had good endings because I feel like I have can when detect when, yeah, I feel like I can detect when something isn't really worth my time. So I don't really have too much complaints inside of the, the things that I've spent enough time with. Yeah. Valid. All right. So you got anything else? No, nah, I don't actually have any other bad manga endings. Most cool. of the manga I've read have pretty good endings. Sweet. All right, this next question comes from uh, one of our Patreon producers, the Shabibble, or a.k.a. Aaron Brown. He says, are any are there any other crazy long manga like Bleach or Naruto worth going back to reading now? Like super long. Uh, I haven't really gone back and reread anything super long besides One Piece. Um, One Piece is definitely worth going back and rereading. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells you. Sure, it's a thousand fucking chapters or a thousand fucking episodes or whatever, and you probably are like, holy shit, I can't believe I made it to the end of that, but like... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, dude. Chapter one thousand and four is like paragraphs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say like go back and reread book. One Piece. The only the only other one besides that that I've gone back and reread, like I haven't gone back and reread Naruto. I haven't gone back and reread Bleach. I have gone I have gone back and reread Dragon Ball though. Mm, the first amazing, original. yeah, yeah, amazing. It's yeah. different though. It hits different because a lot of the yeah. context and details they give you in Dragon Ball are just different. Yeah, um, like the whole Dragon Ball Super. Uh, part I is almost super. entirely different. Yeah, like how how everything goes is almost entirely different. So it's that. just ridiculous. Dope. All right. Ooh, What's it's up? not that long, but go back and read Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, I don't 100%. even know what it, I don't know how it is as a read because I, I only watched it. I think it's like 180 chapters. Okay, that's not too bad actually. It's it's, it's one of it's one of my my all time favorite shows. So. Yeah. Always always recommend full metal in any form. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> uh Scuba Steve um says My guy. <laughs> he says recommendation undead unluck and then he has Yes, sir. <laughs> he has Whoa. A, he has a question. He says, "Do you think uh it's going to get an anime adaptation? And if it does, what do you think will be better? Uh un- undead unluck or chainsaw man?" <sighs> yeah, I do absolutely think it's going to get an anime. What would it be? What would is he saying? What would be better, the Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man, Man anime, anime or the Chain or the Undead on Luck anime? Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Undead on Luck would be funnier. Mm. Man, I don't even. I don't even. I I, I don't even want to compare these two. This is terrible for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both good. Huh? Not not on the spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're 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 both so good for like similar reasons, mm-hmm. but they're both like drastically different stories compared to to one another you know what i mean it's 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 very um one thing that i will say is that like when chainsaw when we were reviewing chainsaw man week to week um 
we we talk we made comments all the time in our reviews about how unique and how different of a manga this is and how blessed we felt that we got to review it like while it was ongoing yeah. you know what i mean and we we were talking we were praising it for all of these things that it was doing differently like how much visual storytelling it had how it was telling this overarching mystery that it was kind of giving you breadcrumbs and clues for inside mm. of its illustration mm. that like you could if you were cold enough you could probably put a lot of that story's biggest twist together before they were revealed you know what i mean so that was something that and that's that's the pull of loves yeah definitely love yeah that's the kind of stuff that chainsaw man was doing you know what i mean and we were like holy shit like we lucked out doing this show when we did and then chainsaw man ends and then we start reviewing undead unluck like immediately afterwards and undead unluck is doing like all of the same things chainsaw man was doing and it's like how are two of these kinds of stories existing in similar times oh, you know what i mean yeah it's I? dude it's so <laughs> and and undead on luck is almost doing it to like a more drastic degree than chainsaw man did because chainsaw man was a lot more so you know about um you know the characters and their yeah. plights you know what i mean and their struggles there was a lot of visual storytelling going on and a lot of amazing symbolism and and illustrative metaphors that fujimoto tatsuki was using but over in over inside of undead on luck it's all about that over overarching mystery and the visual storytelling and um dialogue bolding clues that mm. the that that Yoshifumi Tozuka leaves you in the narrative and in the in the pages to figure out this mystery like it's almost like he wants you to to, to figure it out you know what I mean and like that's tight yeah that's, some, that's my kind of shit <laughs> I'm like, I've uh, never I've never seen it. so much like reread value in yeah. like for Chainsaw Man less than 100 chapters and like I reread that shit like three times you know <laughs> what I mean and it's like it's something that I feel like people will reread like 10 15 20 times and still not understand it's like that esoteric and then you have fucking Undead Unluck that's got like 55 chapters and I've already reread that shit like three times because you have to because every new chapter that comes out it like references back to like the tiniest fucking drawing oh, in a this. panel from like chapter two yeah and it's I like come on I love dude. this yeah it sounds like ReZero all over again yeah <laughs> shit like that man that shit is so loud hell yeah what you think Tell? what should be better because I know you're reading both right uh yeah um so as a personal read i enjoyed chainsaw man more um mm. now i think that in terms of what they're gonna what's gonna be better in an anime i would probably personally lean towards chainsaw man because i enjoyed that more but also i just feel like what it can do in terms of animation if they get the right studio would be more towards like what i personally like didn't they but draw in map did they draw in Mappa? Yeah, as like as like the people who's animating it. Or yeah, Mappa's gonna do Chainsaw Man. Yeah, that's now, crazy. I, if they do it like how Jujutsu Kaisen is, I'd be very happy it's over. with how yeah. Chainsaw Man comes out. Uh, Undead Unluck though, like it gives me very uh, like it can be animated so well, but I feel like it's not gonna be one of those things where it's always gonna be a serious look. It's gonna have like I think it's gonna have those dramatic. T- twist where it's going to be like a, a funny look and then it's going to switch to something super serious and dramatic and right. Dr. Stone I'm okay with that well yeah. better than Dr. Stone hopefully like <laughs> in terms of the animation I'm not saying Dr. Stone's animation was bad but like there's moments in it where it feels like 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 undead gets super serious okay. mm-hmm. and like I want that I want that super serious look almost like a, I guess what's a good way like how I, I get like a ufotable with, with edit just a super serious like good angle mm. of undead would be mm-hmm. for me clean yeah see because like chainsaw man is gonna have that gritty 
Well, I mean, I, well, Chainsaw Man can go like one of two ways. I, and we talked about it on our anime expectations um, episode or stream that we did actually a little bit about how Chainsaw Man in the manga, even though it is a very dark and very gory story, the the color palette that Fujimoto Tatsuki uses in his in the colored art for Chainsaw Man is very bright and very right. vibrant mm-hmm. and very colorful. A lot of greens. You know what I mean? So so like if you gave that to like a David Productions, you know what Ooh. I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like they would go really stupid with the color palette that we see in the volume covers. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, Mappa obviously was the one that was chosen then you could see how they will obviously do that because of Jujutsu Kaisen. They can capture that very gritty tone of Chainsaw Man. So like I was saying in that stream, it's like if they went with the more bright color palette and they they gave, you know, vibrant greens and yellows and blues to all of this gore, then they probably wouldn't have to dial the gore down any amount for the adaptation because it's all bright and colorful, you know what I mean? So that could be one way to kind of like dodge that. But since it's MAPPA and we saw what they did with Jujutsu Kaisen, I feel like it feels a lot safer or uh, we can more safely assume rather that they're going to go with a more darker tone. You know what I mean? So since that's going to be that with with Chainsaw Man, that is kind of the way that shonen anime and manga are kind of like going into a more darker, mature storytelling. So as far as the hype for Chainsaw Man, I feel like it'll be higher than the hype for Undead Unluck 1 because Chainsaw Man was like critically, you know, and popularly acclaimed, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. instantly and like all throughout its runtime, whereas Undead Unluck is has a has a bigger barrier for entry because it has like sexual assault in the first chapter and like oh. sexual assault in its in its promotion. Yeah, you know what I mean? So a lot of people yeah. just don't fuck with Undead Unluck because of that. You know what I mean? So like when the anime starts, if it does get one, not only is it going to have that barrier there that people are going to remember from the manga, right. but also it's going to have a brighter color palette is a bubblier, you know, like rounder, you know, um, friendlier aesthetic inside yeah. of, of, of Undead Unluck. So aesthetically, I feel like people will gravitate more towards the tone of Chainsaw Man since that's just kind of the situation that we're in inside of anime and manga right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I might have to read this. Uh, both of them. Yeah. Fire. See, I, I think that opinion is perfect though, because you're right, 100. percent Like One Piece is bubbly, and but yeah. people still love like the context itself, mm-hmm. and you know. But we're we are evolving, like you said. We're seeing more realistic, darker uh, scenes in these series. Mm-hmm. Facts. All right. Oh, the yeah. last question comes from Abe from uh, Blur Mind Podcast instead of Blur Mind Podcast. He says, "Uh, of course." Uh. Oh, he says, of course, the question. What are your predictions for the calling game? I don't even know what that is. It's the newest I haven't seen Tyson arc oh, is in it? the manga. Oh, yeah. Man. And I'm not going to spoil. I, I mean, you. are you guys going to read the manga? Or are you going to wait for the anime? I think I'm going to wait. All right. Yeah. Then I'm gonna read I mean, either way, either way, I wouldn't want to spoil you anyway. But the calling game is literally like the most recent story arc plot line of Jujutsu Kaisen so it's like so what's your general overarching thoughts I think that if we're in for some shit <laughs> um, I think that this yes. is and especially coming out of a story arc like the Shibuya incident which is the last big story arc in Jujutsu Kaisen that we just came out of for there to be a story arc follow up to that that feels almost more epic you know Holy in in shit. in scale is a big deal so man so that's you, that's you, all i'm gonna say you already know they how they trying to get rid of gojo uh, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna save my laugh for the review okay because we gotta we gotta get to that he says yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as, as my heroes entering its alleged final arc what are your expectations i'm excited as fuck dude yeah man um, I, 
not, even not as a reader, I'm super excited that is because to have it into something I think is is always better than to have it ongoing and for it yeah. to drop. You know what I mean? I'm not like excited for it to end, but I'm excited that I'm that it sounds like we're getting to the point of the story that I've wanted to see so much yeah. since the first chapter. Like in the first episode of the anime and in the first chapter of the manga, when it's like this is the story of how I became the number one hero, like. <clears throat> Deku was characterized so opposite of that that I was like, I got to see how this how this happens. You know what I'm saying? I was like, there's no way. Like, I know that this kid is going to be the number one hero by the end of this comic book. But like, I just can't see it. You know what I mean? So like now that we're finally at a point and Deku really does feel like he's just about there anyway. You know what I mean? In the Mm -hmm. manga. But I know that whatever the events are that like paint him as the new symbol of peace or number one hero in society's eyes, whatever that event is, is going to be one of the best things I've ever seen in manga. So and I entirely, yeah. I entirely agree because like the, the latest, the, what transpires in this latest chapter, not including what comes out next, it really sets a, like an idea of what Deku is trying to do and like make his sacrifice for. And it, it's overall exciting, but also it gives me that, that context because like after this is done and, you know, school is all over does he cease to be a hero is there still going to be a need for heroes i'm really interested in the context that's going to take for like go for it after this are we going to get a are we going to get a my hero just overall series or is it is is it is the academia part going to be taken out or is this going to be completely done um right there is the possibility that this is just the end of part one do we get like a shippuden yeah Oh, get a, my hero shooting <laughs> or my hero, my hero agency. Yeah, that'd be live. Hey, it's my right? favorite. Yeah, that'd be live. All right, mm-hmm. and that's it for the Twitter questions. Uh, let's go to uh, before we go into break, get to know my check waifu waifu and project manga. <laughs> so, what we do is we roll a random number generator, uh, associated with a list that we have full of questions. So, it's oh. Tell turn to read the question, and it's my turn to roll the random number generator. And Knox, you could join in with us on whatever this question is going to be. We don't okay. know what we don't know what it is. Um, we just we just go off of whatever we get. So as soon this as is so, cool. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's a way to get to know us. Some of it may be anime related. Some of it just may be just a random, what's your favorite chips type shit. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should yeah. see what we get. All right. So you ready? Let's do it. All right. The number is 26. My favorite number. Hey, it's <laughs> one off from my favorite number. Hey, what, 27. Anime, what anime character do you hate the most? Ooh. Um, Shit, man. That's tough because there's a lot that I hate. A lot of characters I hate. And, and of all time? <laughs> I mean, it, it just said the most. you hate the most, bro. Shit. It could be... It could be Rachel. That, yeah, Rachel's pretty low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it could be. But, but, it's, so, but it's such a strong answer. Yeah, like... <laughs> It's like, such a strong answer. Do fuck that bitch. That's exactly. my answer, Rachel. <laughs> it could be. It could be Gabby. That's another low hanging fruit too. But I fucking hate her guts. I don't uh, watch Attack on Titan yet, but I know she sucks. I, all my people tell me she you, sucks. You reading it? I'm not reading it either. I'm oh, waiting for it to end. I've been waiting for it to end for like a year. Everyone's <laughs> telling me the next chapter is the last one for like a year. Yo, she fucking <laughs> sucks, bro. She fucking sucks. <laughs> 
uh, or that that Melty. What's what's Melty sisters? Uh, what's her sister name? Malty. Oh, her name is Malty. Yeah. So, like, is this like, is this just like that we actually hate as far as we think this is a bad character, like a badly written character, all or we both. hate that based choose. on like what the narrative wants us to feel about this character? Whatever, whatever you choose. You choose. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I fucking hated Tonpa in fucking Hunter <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean for yeah. what he represented, but like <laughs> I loved his writing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that he's a brilliantly a designed and written character, but he fucking pissed me the fuck off in That's Hunter Hunter. One. So I guess that'll be my answer <laughs> um i got some backlash for saying this over on anime after dark but uh Kyube, i hate Kyube as a character from, um, from what madoka magica oh sure i i, I just don't like Kyube. um oh. the character itself is pretty bad not not written bad but its motivations just really pissed me off interesting like, <laughs> Yeah. All right, and let's get to know my check waifu waifu in, in Project Manga. <laughs> so when yes, we come sir. back, it'll be time for the review. We're gonna take this quick break. We're gonna play this tune that we got from Orkane, one of our favorite, favorite, favorite lo-fi artists. Uh and I'm thinking we might we might have a little something for him too. So check this song out. This is an unreleased track that he gave us the exclusive for. So uh check it out. And when we come back, we get to this JJK review. I'm excited.
welcome back to Mike Check Waifu Waifu episode 94. I gotta think of a cool spin for this uh the title of this episode. Cause I know on episode 51 we had a a, a Blanime. Uh they helped us review Made in Abyss, and we called that Blanime Made in Abyss. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> so I gotta think of a cool clever <laughs> a cool spin for this one. I um, like that. But it's time. Full spoilers. If you haven't finished Jujutsu Kaisen, what the hell is wrong with you? Um Right. <laughs> you shouldn't have turned on this episode of the podcast, but we will go into full spoilers of the full season. But as w- for those of you who are unfamiliar, our reviews are kind of our staple at My Check Waifu Waifu. We have a pretty, we feel a pretty, uh, I, I'm going to say flawless because B Stars got an eight and it shouldn't have, Montel. Uh, a pretty cool <laughs> review <I> scale <laughs> that kind of works out extremely well. So the way it works is we take five categories. We rate those categories using a 20-point scale. So 1, 1.5, 2, 2.5, all the way up into 10. After we rate all five of those categories, we take each individual person's score, we average that together, and then we average, we have that as the average score for the show as in its entirety. So first thing we like to start off with when we do a review is the overall thoughts, just general thoughts of Jujutsu Kaisen. Who wants to do the honors of going first? Let the guests go first. Knox, what you got? Um, man, I'm gonna be so biased during this. <laughs> I'm be throwing, I'm gonna be throwing all kinds of tens out, bro. I'll try my best, man. But um, overall, I thought it was a, a perfect first season. I'm not gonna say a perfect first season because there are things that I think that should have. There are a couple of things that I think of should have been done differently, but just personally. So I guess I don't know. I could give the the overall my overall thoughts for the entire first season if I'm going to score it. Well, I you don't have to score it right now. You oh, just, sure, sure. I thought it was I thought it was brilliant, dude. Yeah. I I was I was waiting for this for so long. You know what I mean? And like all of my favorite moments, they knocked it out of the park, and it just went above and beyond my expectations. So yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, you're the reason why we were extremely hype about this. We were, but also there were other people on the timeline the reason why we were extremely disappointed about got a high school so it was kind of like mm, it was kind of like uh-huh. oh sure so you saw got a high school and you're like i don't know if mappa got this <laughs> exactly exactly right <laughs> oh my goodness i was i was troubled i was startled but then i'm like okay so i trust knox because I, I i was listening to y'all a lot like before before this point so i'm like i do trust him and he he, he seems to have you know the grip on this shit. Like you go deeper with what you like, and that's what I like like about y'all show. Um, Thanks, man. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna trust it. I'm excited for it. As as excited as I was when that first episode dropped, I was blown away. I was blown the mm. fuck away. I'm like this music, man. <laughs> that that oh, that first opening. Oh my god, me, man. I'm like this shit is so great. I, it's I got it yes. on my phone in my playlist as just a bop to drop to. It's so fucking good. Yes. Um. And then, and then Mappa, man. Uh, so Mappa isn't my favorite studio. Obviously, it's affordable mm-hmm. for me. But the main reason why is because consistency. Mappa isn't always consistent with the shows that it produces. Obviously, God of High School being one that we don't want to talk about. And God of High School didn't look bad per se, but it was just inconsistent. Yeah. So, sure, I was kind of scared. I'm like, okay, this, this. I feel like that falls more on Crunchyroll, though, fam, because it's like Crunchyroll right. gave them the contract and said fit 150 <laughs> fucking chapters of content in 13 episodes. I feel like Mappa took that and said, yeah, all right, nigga. <laughs> you know, I was like, I guess. You know, I was like, we'll do what the fuck we can. You know, but dude, imagine that board meeting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the animators are like, so what do you want us to do? <laughs> Like, all right, you got 13 episodes, 
go read the God of High School, finish the first tournament. Yeah, that's what you're fitting in here. They probably came back like, all right, look, motherfucker. <laughs> what you giving us man that's a good point this could be <laughs> at least, at least that's what i that's what i want to i don't know yeah, like what goes right. on in there that's just what i want to assume is like kind of the situation yeah. you know what i mean because because uh, you know talk about a dis- just, disappointment though <laughs> yeah <laughs> but overall man we're gonna get to the review but i was i was blown back every fucking episode every episode yes. what you got tell I think this is one of the the best surprises since yes. like Ash Lost in Space. Thanks. And mm. uh, I'm not even going to say like, because to me, it wasn't really a surprise because like we did, we kind of took your word for it, Knox. We was like, this is going to be good. And I was also like Polo. So I was also very worried after God of High School because mm-hmm. I was giving God of High School more chances than Polo was. And it, oh, was, like, it kept letting me down. <laughs> I gave it hella chances too, man. <laughs> like, but once I found out how many episodes they were adapting in the, in, yeah. in the that's when I was just like, all right, well, because I didn't know all that at first. You know, I was just watching it episode by episode and just kind of seeing how just going with the motions. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Once that info dropped, though, I was like, there's no chance that this <laughs> but, has, you know, but there's so many gems in JJK that like just watching it. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to be. It's hard to not love it, bro. Yeah. Right. It's hard to, it's hard to be <laughs> negative about it Facts. anyway. Right. Facts. And it's, we, we're going to try our best to be as, as unbiased as possible, but it's real fucking hard. It's going to be real fucking hard. <laughs> Look, Knox is struggling. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not going to say a single negative thing about this shit the whole time, and bro. Nobody nah. can fucking blame me, dog, because this shit is <laughs> incredible. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, first thing we're going to start off with is the categories. The first thing we're going to rate is the pacing of the show. So that's episode to episode, how strong the story development was per episode, how it transitioned from, you know, episode 11 to 12, 13 to 14, etc. So as far as pacing goes, I, I can start with that. Um, I, I said this while we were watching it, and I believe it was episode when Gojo blew up Mount Fuji, dude. Oh my god! I'm like, there's no fucking way this pacing should be this perfect because it didn't. It seemed like we were 13 episodes in already, but it was like episode eight, and it felt like I've, I've, I was able to keep up with whatever they had. Like as far as lore goes, I was able to understand exactly how the power system worked within the first four episodes. So I'm like, this shit is crazy how good and how detailed they're being within just a few episodes that I'm already captured. Hell yeah. So for me, the pacing is probably my is my favorite part. Like place pacing and plot is my favorite thing in in the story of anime. I can give a fuck about animation. Animation can be shit, but as long as the pacing and plot <laughs> makes sense, I'm yeah. down with it. And this nice. shit was an actual fuck. It's a ten, man. I don't give tens out often. Hey, let's go. <laughs> I don't do it often. Not, I promise you, I don't, man. But. Hey man, I'm not complaining at all, bro. I don't know. Pacing, pacing is, um, pacing is something that I probably look at a little bit differently. Compared, tell, do you read the Jujutsu Kaisen manga? Uh, I, I've read some chapters, but not enough okay. to be like. I, right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happens next. I feel like I look at the pacing a little bit different since I've read everything. Interesting, you know, beforehand. So, like, for the, as far as the pacing goes, for me, um, I look at it as what they're trying to fit into the season you know what i mean yeah right because like when i didn't know for the like throughout the entire season how far 
it was going to adapt the series. You know right. what I mean? So now that I've seen what it's done, yeah, I think it was paced beautifully. You know what I mean? But if I would have known that they were going to adapt up to Origin of Obedience in 24 episodes, you probably would have heard me complain on the timeline until I saw the execution for it because it just doesn't feel like you should be able to fit that much content in 24 episodes to me. Mm. But they did it and it was beautiful and it didn't feel rushed at all. None. You know what I mean? So I have to give it a 10 just because my expectation was subverted so drastically. You know what I mean? Good yeah. stuff. Alright, tell what you got. I hate to be the one. <laughs> um so I actually I really enjoyed the pacing too. Uh to me, the the only episode that kind of threw the pacing off was the the baseball episode. What? Uh yeah. That was See, that was favorites. that was very jarring for people in the manga too. Yeah. Um I loved how everything else went perfectly though. So I'm I'm just gonna I gotta give it a ten because the baseball episode to me was perfect too. Like everything was perfect in terms of how the story was told like even like the baseball episode was my least favorite episode to me it was imperative to how the story was yes. going on because it explained everything so well yes like it, it wasn't out of place there was nothing out of place in this and nothing felt wrong right. uh that it, it's just it, the pacing was perfect for me like yeah. they didn't do yeah. they didn't i think the, the baseball episode was a perfect unwinding to what just what just happened and mm -hmm. I think that was necessary for it. Like they said, okay, you can't, we can't not finish this test because this is what Jujutsu Tech is all about. Like we have to do right. this, this, this it test. Was, it was so, creative, bro. Exactly. I, I, That's exactly I, I where it was, I was going. I thought it was like, it, it was, I was like, oh, they, they playing baseball now, but how they explained everything, like it still tested everyone's abilities. Right. And yes. I was like, they did a good job at that, bro. Like yeah. it, the reason it, why I think the baseball episode or the baseball moment slapped so hard is because sure at surface level, someone would go, it was very jarring that like, villains broke in during their exchange event and like kind of accomplished whatever goal that they had and kind of like made a mockery of the jujutsu world and then left and like right. a bunch of our people died so like a lot of people on surface level would probably go yeah it's very jarring to go from that situation to like you know playing fucking baseball and being happy you yeah. know and you know frolicking on a baseball diamond essentially they <laughs> i can understand that but if you remember the conversation that they have like right after the exactly. attack you know what i mean they're like so what do we do you know what I mean? It's like, yo, we should probably chill on this. And it's like, no, I think Toto is the one that says like, we can't, we didn't even like, you know, like, like we should only really mourn the deaths of people that we actually knew, yep. first of all, yep. like we like, these were our people, but like, we didn't really know these motherfuckers. Second of all, <laughs> like we just got ran up on yep. with everyone here and kind of yeah. so like why would we stop training yeah. you know what i mean like so like the logic was amazing there and then i think that also it was kind of like a um a subtle it was a subtle thing about how like instead of 1v1 fights like the second phase of of the exchange festival usually goes there's this gag or joke that instead it's baseball and it was rigged by gojo or something yep. i think is what it was yep. but i think that that was like a parental kind of thing that goes okay villains just came and killed a bunch of us like while mm -hmm. we were doing school shit yep. so how about instead of 1v1 fights we fucking play baseball <laughs> we for do the same effect yep. and it's like not as stressful of a situation to come right out of a villain attack exactly into one v one fights. Let's fucking play baseball give, instead. Give so, a sense of normalcy yeah. in this situation. Yeah, you need and it. Not to mention with the training, and they were still like, kind of like getting a sigh of relief while training. Right, mm -hmm. like all their training was so intense up up until then. Like, like 
Yuji went from not knowing how to do the Black Flash to accomplishing it what four times in a row, tying for the to the for the record, yes. and then you know beating an S rank, you know, curse. Like to me, it was they they had this whole intense moment, and they still have to go back and train, but it wasn't as tough of a training. It was more of a like team building exercise, which is what yes. they should be doing, even though they're they're competing against each other. They're going to have to work together at some point. What do you yes. what do you what do you call it in in the workout world? A cool down period. Right. That's that's essentially what I what I feel like it was. And I feel like it worked mm-hmm. well. I feel like it worked it well. I agree. Uh, all right, so you want to start off with plot? What you think of the plot? So the plot is overall thoughts of the storytelling and the writing. Like the writing is important. So what did you think about how they wrote it? How the storytelling played out? The the overall plot of the Jujutsu Kaisen world to me, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, it makes too much sense. <laughs> right? Like like the the whole idea of curses, we know what curses are. Whether you be uh, Haitian, American, you know, uh, no matter what part of the world you're from, Japanese, we all know what some kind of curse is, and we know what the kind of effect they have on people's bodies and minds. And this just fit too well as well. Like, yeah, the, the plot of the of everything like that. So like none of the none of the villains or anything like that felt out of place. The ideas of how the villains even came about, the curses came about. Uh, how Yuji gained his power, motivations, uh, the it, it uh, the plot of the story. Yeah, I, I give that a ten. Hell interesting, yeah, interesting. Yeah, oh fuck, I don't get all tens <laughs> a lot. <laughs> ah, you're gonna say that every category. I'm screaming <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's it's imperative that the listeners know that I am normally the more harsh one when it comes to reviews. Like I, I, I fucking dissect shit when it comes to reviews. And the fact it, that you're this gassed up though says a lot then for your audience because it's like, fam, if you're the critical one, I am. Yeah, and you throw in these tens out. Come on, audience. This, he didn't give a second ten yet. We got to see what he's what he's gonna say. Okay, 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 okay. This plot is unfucking believable, and again, it, it all it all stems back to the who write this Knox Akutami Gege. Fucking insane. He's brilliant God. with the pen, like yes. seriously brilliant with the pen. The way and 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 again, maybe it's it's a, a map that could take some credit for this too. But the way they place uh, flashbacks or or they put those those explanations for situations like the black flash in that episode mm-hmm. where he was explaining, you know, the, the limits of it or, or the history behind it and how that shit was, sure. was fucking phenomenal, man. It just felt yeah. so good to understand. And, and mind you, I, I hate, I used to hate subtitles when I was younger. Like I, I like, right. I don't, I, I can't really pay attention as much when I'm reading it opposed to just watching it in English. That's how mm-hmm. I used to be as a kid. Like I was 12, 13 years old, whatever. But mm-hmm. I, when I grew out of that, I'm reading this shit and I'm getting just blown back by how easy it is to comprehend this world. And when I see it on Twitter, when I see people talking about, but this doesn't make sense with, with how <laughs> the power system in Jujutsu Kaisen works, it yeah. pissed me off so bad. Nox, I swear to God, I wanted to throw my phone. I'm like, this is because I understand it clear as day. Somebody who don't read the manga, how yeah. how beautifully is written and drawn into this world that I'm just captivated by. So and that's what it is, Polo, is about how, um, you know, it's about how invested, it's always about how invested you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because because the, the information is there. It's, it's there. not, it's not, um, 
complicated for the sake of being complicated. Exactly. Like there, there is nuance to it. Like there's levels to it. So if you're a casual expecting bright lights and explosions to be explained by, you know, <laughs> anger or the power of friendship yes, or surpassing man. your limits or wherever you normally get that from. And then you're met with a power system that gives you as much nuance as Jujutsu Kaisen does, then like, yeah, you'll probably snap out of that like surface level, those surface level goggles that you have when they're explaining some deep shit yes. and go, I have no idea what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> and instead of going, maybe I should have paid more attention. Yes. You instantly just go, I'm mad at this series now. Oh Get the fuck God, over yourself, it. first of all, kid. <laughs> Second of all, like just, it's all about how much you fucking care. If you it, care enough, you know, about something, then you're going to pay attention to it yep. to the degree that is required for and you I, to understand. And it. I give everything a chance. I gave yeah. 130 something episodes to Black Clover and I just can't fuck it. Everything you said about the opposite of what JJK is, is what Black Clover is to me. I can't fucking stand yeah. their power system. It's so surface level. Yeah. It pisses me off. But it's just magic green lanterns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Motherfuckers get spells out of nowhere because my friend is in trouble. I hate that shit. So yeah. that's why this is, a, this is another perfect 10 because because again, that pen work, that penmanship is just spectacular, man. Some of the best writing I've seen since ReZero. And ReZero's writing is also incredible. I've been hearing nothing but good things about ReZero, it's, man. It's I'm our not, number it might one. be time. It's our number one. I'm, yeah, I'm really? buying the light novels. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, JD Legend is another another one that 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 and Dritz too praises Ray Zero to the moon. It's it's live, man. It's live. Hell yeah. All right, so that's another that's that's two tens. Fuck. What's up, Nox? <laughs> uh, what you got for us? Uh, okay, so the plot for Jujutsu Kaisen is huge for me because um well, okay, well I I, I Jujutsu Kaisen is very much a deconstruction of shonen as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So everywhere that you see an established trope, Jujutsu Kaisen seems to kind of want to turn that on its head. That's you know right. what I mean? And so inside of the demon and the main character trope, inside of the Team Seven trope is is obviously handled much differently yep. than what we've seen, you know, in stories that have emulated that since Naruto. So it, just on the difference factor, like of the plot and the characters involved and how everything is kind of initially characterized and written um, that, that, that unique factor gives it a lot of points for me too, mm -hmm. but just like, kind of like going a little bit deeper into what I mean by that, as far as like, um, let's take like, let's take isolated situations here. So the fact that the main characters motivations are something that I've literally never heard of before yeah. is massive for a shonen story. I what are, what are, what are the motivations of Asta right now? Wizard King, <laughs> Luffy Pirate King, yeah, you know, Naruto is Hokage, Midoriya is number one hero, you know, like that's all fine, there's nothing wrong with that, but when you have that history of shonen storytelling always giving the main character a number one goal or something similar and then you have you know yuji who just wants to die a meaningful death mm -hmm. and save as many people as he can beforehand that's pretty fucking cool dude Sick. so like that off the top tight you know what i mean and then as far as like um as far as uh sakuna 
being the demon inside of him that is literally giving and i understand that karama was very similar you know what i mean in the beginning of naruto so i mean like first 25 episodes you you, you can't really tell that this demon in the main character situation is going to be drastically different than anything that you've seen before but it is it is you know what i mean and like that i have to give props to because that is a very um overused um plot device in my opinion Mm -hmm. so if you're trying to make that situation unique you know when like i feel like people didn't even really know that they needed you know a different demon in the main character situation until yuji and sakuna like everyone was just cool with yusuke and mazuku and 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 naruto and karama and like all of these other kind of like situations but it wasn't until jujutsu kaisen came out that you realized that the trope was kind of trite and like played out you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so i respect it for that um, I, I, I love how let's, okay. So if we're, if we're talking about like isolated situations here, Nobara Kukisaki, boom, 100%, like j- just her being in the story Fantastic. in the role that she is and the character that she is, is wildly different than a lot of shit that, of that I've seen in this genre. Yeah. And then like another like quick point, I just made this point, like on Twitter inside of the origin of obedience <laughs> arc that just finished in the anime, mm-hmm. you had a situation where the, the main conflict inside of the arc was three special grade curses. Two of them were in cahoots with each other. Another one was just a, a motherfucker that was there, yep. but still inside of the same rank of, 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 of threat. Yep. So then normally inside of this situation, you would think, and main character solos the biggest threat yep. and then secondary main character and female main character team up to deal with the two lesser threats but these threats you can't really tell who's stronger than <laughs> right. the other so like that's fucking right. amazing these three special grade curses it's it's up in the air i mean probably the ones that got more characterization you could probably say are stronger but still you don't really know yep. and the fact that you give the deuteragonist the solo w inside of megumi you know versus that special grade and then you have the main character team up with the with the with the female lead you know like that's just so different it was so good so good. you know like it's shit like that that you have to like take your your hat off to jujitsu kaisen for you know what i mean so i was very long-winded but the plots attend to me (laughs) 10 facts (laughs) man that was beautifully Mm -hmm. said man beautifully said now this is this is the easiest one ever um animation fucking mappa destroyed it um, disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. Anima- bro. Animation for us covers the direction, scenery, art style, and overall visual fidelity. There's, there's not a drop in this fucking show where the the, the quality goes below a fucking ten. This is another fucking ten for me. Animation was, I it, let's fucking I, go, it was man. So hard this is great. Me, <laughs> it was so hard for me to believe that <laughs> that Mappa was doing this shit because again. The inconsistency that we've been given with AOT, I know you're not watching it, Knox, but the inconsistency mm-hmm. with, with, uh, with AOT that we're getting and the inconsistencies we've got at high school kind of put MAPPA in the inconsistent bubble for me. But for this show, they put all their best fucking workers on <laughs> on this show. They said, Because nah. it's the future. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? I'll with the old and with the new. I'm sorry. I said Facts. it. <laughs> yep. Okay. I haven't even seen Attack on Titan. I got mad love and respect for Isayama yep. and MAPPA for, and whatever Wit, I think, was the studio beforehand. Yep. They've been killing the game. I know that yep. Attack on Titan is peak fiction. But when it comes to, to the end of the day, these, these workers, the staff is overworked. They're Attack on Titan overworked. has had its time. It's not going. It's Hall of Fame no matter what at this point. Facts. You and, know it's what I'm a, and it's okay. 
It's right. Okay. And we don't we don't know the inner workings of the logistics of the animation companies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We don't know all of the decision making that goes into why MAPPA decided to animate both of these things at the same time right. or why it happened the way that it did. But it did. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers are overworked. So, yes, if one of these fucking shows has to get the fucking short straw Thank in you. regard to animation quality and budget, <laughs> why not be the one that's ending? Yep. And give all the fucking money to the one that's just fucking starting and changing the game. And Sorry, that's what I have to say. <laughs> definitely don't disagree with that. Don't disagree with that at all. This this shit was beautiful. Me and Tell okay. talked about this on the, on the podcast quite frequently. And I, I used to shoot like music videos back in the day and, and just do a bunch of like cinematography work. The 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 cinematography in this show from angles to the way they they follow objects so fucking good. And when I say objects, mm-hmm. I don't mean just the bullet or the the blade of a sword. I'm talking about fists. They follow yes. they follow fucking hip bones, knocks. They follow somebody's <laughs> hip and he was making a turn for a kick and it blew me back. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker is tracking a hip right now, and I yeah. cannot believe it's looking this good. It, it was yeah. beautiful, man. So beautiful. This is this is out of all the tens I gave tonight. Animation is the easiest ten for me because of how consistent yeah. and how beautiful the direction and and the scenery obviously was gorgeous too yeah Easy and you can tell and a lot of people were worried about the cgi situation you know Man, what i mean because Napa, so Napa is though. you know historically known for the cgi yep. that they use and they were like jujutsu kaisen is the one that you just don't use cgi for because the the illustration style in the manga is so sketchy yes. and pencily and it's like what is cgi Sublimes. doing anywhere near this you yep. know what i mean so but the cgi that they did use was so well done it was very sparing it felt more like and i understand that cgi constraints are like a thing to the point where like you kind of have to use cgi Mm -hmm. at some points for like money or time reasons or whatever you know what i mean so if that was something that was going on with jujutsu kaisen and they did there were times where they had to use cgi it, it it was like bare minimum and it felt like it was a choice and what, not a requirement of what, them. What you know they what did I mean? with that CGI though, they they, yeah. they gave it the sharp lines that everything else had in the show. So they they, right. they, they deepened the blacks on the edges for this for the yeah. CGI, which made it fit a lot cleaner than it does in a lot of other shows. Yeah. yeah, right. The yeah. best CGI scene was when Mahito tried to attack uh, Yuji's soul Man. and Sakuna was like, hey, look, bro, I gave you, I gave you a warning, motherfucker. Wow! <laughs> and he fucking like, and just the way that it, like the lighting was used yep. and like the erratic movements of Mahito, like as he's taking the damage yep. with like no sound effects coming from him with just the OST mm-hmm. and the blood coming from the neck, like Gorgeous. all in CG with like Sakuna, like just chilling, you know, like that, th- that direction of that scene I don't like it doesn't even matter that it was a CGI scene like right. the direction supplements any kind of negatives 100. that would come from that scene being done in CGI. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. So so what you giving it Knox? 10. Okay, cool. <laughs> come on, man. Uh, I, I guess we're all in agreement there too that it's a 10. Uh just like we Polo talked about I love the angles on this, but I'm going to talk about something slightly different. The fight choreography in this Crazy. was amazing different, different, when it came bro. when it came to angles i had always thought that like for instance i always was gonna give like you foldable the best angles they always had the best angles yeah mappa had the best angles with this but the choreography also mm-hmm. rivals the best hand-to-hand combat some of the best overall like written like fights that i've mm-hmm. seen in a while right. that just graced an anime it, it was ridiculous to see like how this stuff went on even in that last episode like 
the hairpin, like Ugh. that. That Ooh, the hairpin like, Sakugo was disgusting. <laughs> Nasty, bro. I was man. like, what? <laughs> I haven't shown you this yet. You just see the the explosion. It was like, yeah, it's a wrap, just bro. 16K, like sixteen K, beautiful yep. HD, everything, bro. And yes. it was it was so easy to follow. That's like yeah. I I like Mob Psycho a lot. Like I love that show, mm-hmm. but for some reason that animation is so hard to follow a lot of the times. But oh, this sure. one, I my. I, you can see everything so clear and and just beautifully done. Yeah. Oh, so one thing about animation um, that like I'm starting to notice a little bit more of now that I'm kind of starting to look into it. I studied animation like back in like Newgrounds era. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Internet, Stick, you know what I mean? So oh like Flash MX, you know what shit? I mean? Was yeah. like Flash Flash MX was like the program, and like now like sites don't even like support Flash anymore. Right. So like that's crazy. <laughs> I feel old as shit. But like right. so so back in the day, I studied animation inside of Flash MX, mm-hmm. and then. Um, time goes by and like I started reviewing manga and studying anime and whatnot and looking into animation again and just seeing the difference in in over time is ridiculous but also one one interesting thing that I learned is that like you can either most of the time you're either animating um on ones or twos I think Mm -hmm. is the terminology that they use so you're either when you're when you're animating on twos you're drawing a new you're drawing something new every two frames when you're animating on ones you're drawing something every frame or whatever Mm -hmm. so or whatever that is so in terms of um, me knowing that information now, whenever I watch anything animated, I try to look to see, you know, what scenes could be animated every, you know, two frames. It could be animated every single frame. And when you have it every single frame, that creates that very cohesive, you know, very buttery movement, you know what I mean? Or whatever the Sakuga, I don't know all the terminology. I'm not that guy, but like contrasting it to like when I'm watching fucking Invincible, for example, an Invincible Western, you know, um, superhero animation or just Western animation in general, I feel like cuts a lot of those corners and just animates entirely two at a time because it's good enough or whatever. But anime really goes that extra mile, but they still animate on two sometimes. I found out, yep. you know what I mean? And like so, I'm, yeah, like because, because like there are budgetary, you know, or budget constraints, you know what I mean? And things like that, that, that say, hey, you don't have to go that, let's not go that hard on this scene, let's not go that hard on that scene, whatever the, the, the conversation is. But inside of Jujutsu Kaisen, I feel like I couldn't fucking notice on any kind of like limited. choppier. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? Like movements as if it was animated on twos, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like it like and and maybe it's just because Jujutsu Kaisen is the first anime that I've watched since I've started looking more into animation. So maybe I'm just like, this is the gold standard <laughs> ever since I started look, you know what I mean? I don't know. You would notice but like it a I lot feel like shows. ever since I really started looking into that, it, it gives me a newfound appreciation for animation quality. Got I'm school. seeing yeah. Got a high mm-hmm. school had that same instance where they would animate mm-hmm. on ones a lot, but very mm-hmm. specific scenes they would they, they, they would animate on twos a lot, and then very specific and scenes they would go to it's one. It's very jarring, can, probably the tell. transition because it's like so fluid. Exactly right. You know yeah. when Jin Mori's doing his <laughs> renewal shit, but then when they're having conversations, it's ha ha. Yeah, ha-ha, it's the exactly eraser right. animation. Ha ha. Exactly you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it, it's like the it's like the slow motion. It's like the slow motion sixty versus thirty. Like if you put something in slow motion in thirty frames, it shit looks like poop. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's just. Like yeah. that. <laughs> All right, man. Oh. Next up is sound design. Sound design includes the soundtrack and then the overall sound effects of the show. So hits, uh, you know, taps, walks, um, whatever. Uh, you want to start with sound design, Knox? What you think of it? I didn't see like this is something where I feel like I don't. Um I don't like really notice too much negatively. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there, if if the 
if the microphone isn't peaking or right. something drastic right. like that, I don't notice anything weird in sound design. I'm not listening to that degree. The only things that I'd be able to say is if I liked a song choice, you know, or not yeah. in a certain scene. And there was only like one time where I felt like the, 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 the song choice at the time could have been a better decision, you know, and that was when, um, UG and, and, uh, Toto were fighting Hanami in the yeah. exchange arc. You know what I mean? And like, it was an amazing scene. They were beating the brakes off of Hanami together. It was mm -hmm. this amazing scene. But then like the music was like that, like, I don't even know. It was like that, that, that the singer and like the rap at the same time. I don't was, remember what it, it was, was but I just remember being like, this probably didn't, this song, this song probably didn't need to be here, but it wasn't like a, it didn't like, it's not like it ruined the scene or anything. That was away, just the yeah. only time where I felt kind of taken out of the scene for the first time while watching it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what'd you give it overall? <laughs> Fuck man. The soundtrack was perfect literally. Yeah. I mean, besides that one, literally one time where I was like, hmm, just for a moment. And it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like it's hard for me to not give it a 10 here too. I really didn't like the second opening. So I guess if that's going into sound design, yep. then I have to take points away for like not really liking the second song as much. So I guess 9.5, okay. nine, <laughs> let's, let's go nine, nine. for sound design. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm a, I'm a agree with you. Uh, a lot of the yeah. times the soundtrack felt weird. Like, and it, mm -hmm. and it was always the, the hip hoppy spins. Yeah. It was always the hip hoppy ones. Other than everything yeah. else was literally flawless, but whenever they tried to throw exactly. those hip hop tracks in there, like there was instances was where like, it would crescendo extremely well during like the fight with, uh, the, the stitch dude, I forget what was his name again. Mahito. 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 Yeah. Those fights, those were pretty good. But a lot of the times during like the big moments, it would be that hip hop singing shit. It was it just mm -hmm. felt so out of place. Um, and then uh, I'm with you on a second intro. It wasn't my favorite. I, lo I love to look at it though. It was beautiful as hell, animated. <laughs> Animation way better than the first opening. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Period. Yeah, <laughs> it was gorgeous. But the, the song, I wasn't I wasn't feeling as much. I was. That was the time I actually just skipped that second. It second did, half. yeah, and I and I did skip it, but it did grow on me. Like it did eventually grow on me, but like not to the point where I'm like putting it on myself, like right. outside of the show or yeah. going out of my way to talk about it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But like I think it was just because Kai Kai Keaton, the first opening was like so such good. a perfect banger yeah. for Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, and that was the first kind of song that we ever heard associated with Jujutsu Kaisen. So right. I feel like in those kind of situations, Rose when it's glasses. the first time mm -hmm. that you've heard music associated with an anime you just say that's the kind of musical vibe that yep. this that this show has you know what i mean and then when you get the second op following that what felt like something perfect yep. if it's not at that level or above yep. then it's going to feel mediocre like, you know like fire I mean? force so, opening two wasn't as good as the first one but it was still Vinland really saga opening two did yeah. not hit for me the same as opening one either yeah, yeah. fire force two yeah you know what i mean like same deal yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it a nine too. A nine is yeah. where I was at when I originally watched it, and I watched it back, um, playing it back. The the dub is uh, I'm, I'm not factoring into this and this sound design. It's not mm -hmm. that great, but it's not as bad as everybody's saying too. So just keep that in right. mind if if you're a dub fan, it's really not that bad. Yeah. Um, tell. So uh, I didn't check out the dub at all, yeah, um, other than Kuna laughing. Um, which I thought was absolutely garbage. <laughs> uh, but the, but I think like the voice actors and the sub so to good. me, every voice actor did did their thing. They yeah. did amazing. Yes. yes. Um, the intro, the first intro and the first outro, absolute bangers Classics. in my opinion. Uh, I didn't. I never disliked the second 
intro. Like, for me, that second intro to me was like on it. Yeah, and I probably was dancing to it. So yeah. I guess that was definitely my thing. I, 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 and I guess I'm I'm the odd man out on this one. Because <laughs> I love the sound design on this. I'm giving it another 10. Uh, there was not a single sound on here because like when they when you want to hear footsteps, you heard the footsteps. Yeah, those were yes. when when they were playing whack a mole in the latest episode, uh, yeah, you heard the whack a mole. Now sound effects sound like sound design inside of the sound effects is literally perfect. Like yeah. the only reason why sound design can't get a 10 for me is because it just doesn't feel right knowing that there was a moment where I was like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It just in like a music like OST choice. Right. You know what I mean? But everything Tell is talking about right now. Literally, that's exactly why I still think think that's fair because to me, I'm giving it, I'm giving it 10 because it never took me out of the zone, right? Like, I'm watching it, I Mm -hmm. never once came out of the zone from watching it. Like, that was a weird sound effect. Why was that such a weird crunch or something like that? You never, (laughs) right? Right, yeah, right. And if it took me out of the zone because the crunch was like too perfect, that's one thing because I'm still giving you a 10 for it being too good. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just want you to know, I can't give you 11, but I'm gonna give you a 10 because it was too good. So the music too When mom broke Emma's leg I was like hold oh, up shit. Yeah. Uh, Oh man That shit blew but I'm giving it a 10 yeah, so, see. so you like all the music too huh Well of course you do Because you could You could you could pop to it I can pop rock to it You know what yeah, I was doing yeah, yeah. Go ahead and do my thing <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes right. sense Exactly and There was this one thing That my homegirl told me She's a um, She's a theat- She um, studies theater or, or film Or something like that Like professionally mm-hmm. So And and She she told me something That like changed my perception Of like Fictional storytelling mediums Forever Because like We were um, She said this thing She said the the movie or the show you're watching should never make you think about how it's made mm. while you're watching it. Yeah. If the if the if the if the movie does something for any reason, whether it's positive or negative, that takes you out of yep. the immersion That's to how- think about how it's made in the real world, that film or television show has failed. Yep. So, for example, like if um, I was watching um, a movie, have you guys ever seen Drag Me to Hell? Mm-mm. So Drag Me to Hell is a Sam Raimi movie. It's a fucking horror like parody. It's yeah. fucking trash. It definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. But like I didn't know that it was a parody the first time I watched it. And mm. I'm watching with my friends not knowing that it's like making fun of itself. And I'm like, this is a good movie. I watched it back in the day. Trust me, it's good, you guys. You know, and I'm watching <laughs> it for the first time as an adult now. And like the sound engineering specifically was very um, awkward because it, it it's kind of like a slasher flick where everything is exaggerated. Oh, you know what I mean? So, so gross sounds are extra gross you know what i mean visual effects are like extra as fuck you know what i mean like (laughs) when someone bleeds it's like you know what i mean like this like like shit like that you know what i mean and this is a prime example of what i was talking about and she was like dude this shit sucks because (laughs) the sound engineering is so ridiculous because the visual effects are so you know out of hand you know what i mean and it really like once you start thinking about what fucking thing was used to make the sound you just heard right. you know what i mean like were they squeezing a fucking rubber ducky in the fucking mic or something like once you start thinking about that the fucking show failed you is yep. what she was saying and like i didn't notice like anything like that in jujutsu kaisen you know yeah so i like that good deal yeah all right and the final category uh tell i'm gonna throw to you to start off with this one is characters how much did you like the uh like or slash grew attached to the characters side or mains Size to get loves too in this category. Man. They're, the only thing I can say about the characters is that I wanted more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah i want it more uh i love megumi megumi he gave me the best vibe when he used his zone oh the domain God. expansion boy listen that's so bad to kill that shit too and, and the thing is is to me so like this is what made that that part so sweet was like what made it like resonate with me was that like this entire time he's kind of been like this this somber like mellow character who's like he has a he's he knows what he's thinking he has his ideologies we know what his inner monologue is but he's trying to like surpass that now and you kind of see him break and start laughing at like his weakness and trying to yeah. overcome that shit was like yeah he's kind of losing it but holding it together at the same time that felt like yeah. real. the way felt- you said that is amazing right now he's <laughs> losing it but he's like holding it together at the right. same time and it, like that scene is so powerful because it's definitely one of those surpass your limits kind of situations that we mm-hmm. might clown black clover for yeah. but it's different inside of the situation where he surpasses his limits to achieve the domain expansion because the flashback tells us he always had these capabilities and yep. just didn't like believe like in himself it's not the same thing as you didn't have this capability before and now because you have a newfound outlook on life that ability is available to you right. no like gojo and sakuna yep. both said to the strong you right. are not giving yourself enough credit yep. so when he finally does say fuck it and he goes to try to threaten the special super special technique yeah. that he like threatened like three times this season where he fucking puts his hands like this and he's like ring and wheel whatever yeah, he's yep. he's always trying to threaten that because it's like a it's like a trump card you know or whatever that doesn't really rely on his own capabilities is what gojo was saying to mm-hmm. him in that in that flashback but and then sakuna was like you know, he has the flashback to Sakuna telling him, why, why are you, you you're not, you're not activating all of your shit. Yep. So then when he sits there and he goes, yo, this thing just fucking stole off me. I'm losing blood. It's over. Guess <laughs> I better fucking load the shit. And then he like thinks about it and he's like, no, don't do that again. You know? And that's when he kind of like laughs, like, all right, fuck it. Domain expansion then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, I, if they're telling me I could do it, I could do it. You know what Sex. I mean? And like, that's what makes that moment feel so much better than like a black clover power up yes, because man. there's history of failure and like uncertainty inside of the character before you yeah. surpass the limits. It's not, Tell I em. suck. <laughs> I wish I didn't suck anymore. I don't suck anymore. Yes, you know man. what I mean? Like <laughs> Max is getting it, man. And I, and I love, I love how every character is made though. Like, right. Like yeah. the curses, like we were talking about this earlier, all the curses make sense. Like the main, our main curses that we're following are all curses of the world. They exist yes. because of how humanity thinks about life. Yes. And to me as a character to have that as like your main threat, just boom. Yep. Like that's, that's the personification of the worries of man. I gave the characters a 10. Yeah. yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah. Okay. Piggy, piggybacking off of what tell said in regards to the characters and the motivations of the villains is oh, one Lord. thing that I want to touch on because as soon as the villainous landscape was being flushed out, inside of Jujutsu Kaisen for the first time. I was like, all right, let's see how this goes because this is like the area of shonen storytelling where I'm like the least impressed like every time. time. You know what I mean? Like the villains that I feel like have gotten so stale over the years, you know what I mean? And it's gotten, I feel like kind of hard Mm -hmm. based on the history of shonen storytelling. At least it seems like it's kind of gotten hard for mangaka or authors to write compelling villains that have any more depth than just being evil for the sake of being evil, right? 
Right, exactly. And I'm not saying that every manga before Jujutsu Kaisen pissed me off in this way, but it was just a trend that I was noticing. You know what I mean? So when we get to this bar scene or this restaurant scene and Jogo is talking to Ghetto and he's like, humans are lying like a motherfucker, bro. (laughs) You know, and 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 he has that amazing soliloquy about like how every single time a human has a positive emotion, there's always there's always a, a hidden negative emotion behind that they're lying through their teeth you know what i'm yep. saying they're 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 happy you got a promotion they wish they got the promotion in the background exactly. you know what i mean things like that you know but curses they wear all of their emotions on their sleeve at all times whenever you know someone hates someone or whenever it's a negative emotion there's no you know ulterior flip side to that that's how you really feel yep. you know what i mean you don't try to hide you know, like anything, like you can really see it. And I love that that was the motivation of the villainous, you know, situation inside of Jujutsu Kaisen because like that felt so good right away. It wasn't like the the typical case of introducing a monstrous threat Mm -hmm. that just starts killing people arbitrarily and you don't get any motivations for them until you're in the middle of the final confrontation and you're about to land the final hit and then it triggers the flashback and you get all this pathos for the villain. (laughs) No, we're setting this straight right from the beginning. This is how these niggas are, you know what I mean? So I loved you know Jujutsu Kaisen for that. Incredible. So what you give the characters? <laughs> um. I, well, I mean that's just the villains. I yeah. mean Yuji's an Ameri- is, is an amazing main character. Yes. Um. It, it, Nobara as a female lead is something that I feel like is very refreshing. Yes. That we haven't really seen too much. I, now there are badass female characters like Nobara in manga. All over. You know the what place, I mean? Yeah. But they're not like in the primary female lead position. And most all of the, the females time. in this show is badass. Yeah. Yeah, like literally at at every point in time where you could have seen Nobara in a situation that matched history as far as her character's archetype, Gege said, watch this. You know what I mean? And like like right away from the beginning when they're fighting that first special grade in that like school or whatever and fucking you know Nobara gets like sucked into a fucking like mm-hmm. trap or whatever and you're like and like when I'm first reading that I'm like oh no damsel in distress here we go Megumi-san Yuji-san save me I'm scared no right. next time you see her she's fucked up she's killed like 17 of them yeah. and she's like all right I couldn't kill all of you but I'm gonna remember y'all's faces and I'm gonna curse the fuck out of you when I die yep. you know what I mean like that's just like love it. such a badass line of dialogue to get from your female lead like the first time she's ever in trouble Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then and then to double down on that in the origin of obedience arc when they're fighting you know in that little like under the bridge and then all of a sudden but nobara gets sucked through a wall again (laughs) and fucking megumi's like nobara and she's like i'll be fine (laughs) i'll beat this motherfucker's ass you do your (laughs) thing in here and i'll be back you know what i'm saying i was like oh shit she was lying man (laughs) she was lying yeah you know so it's it's things like that you know that 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 put Jujutsu Kaisen's characters at a 10 for me. Fucking and that's yeah. not even everything I could say about them. You know, like that's just for the sake of time, like my best examples right now. But and, and you characters are 10 easy. You killed yeah. that shit. Yeah, this is, this is the second easiest 10 I, I'm going to give because yeah. <laughs> outside of the animation, the characters are, when you feel yourself giving so much of a fuck about a character that only had two episodes. I think about the the guy that Yuji had to kill, the the kid that Yuji had to kill after becoming his friend. He only had a couple. Yeah, Junpei. He only had a few episodes. 
But those few episodes were so impactful to me that I was almost like, I almost shed a thug tear about his mom. Like I almost the got blown back. <laughs> it's so dense. Yes, And man. the character writing is so dense. It's like where I feel like a lot of manga or a lot of anime want to play the long game yes. with character development and progression and, 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 and really putting a lot of work into the characters themselves. And they want, they want you to see that, that development and progress over a long period exactly. of time. I'm sure we'll see that in Jujutsu Kaisen as well. But I feel like Akutami Gege understands these characters to yes. such a degree that he's able to write them so densely in such a short amount of time without it feeling entirely like a character piece with exactly. so much more story driven narrative things happening in the background while the characters are being developed at such a good pace alongside of it you know exactly, what I mean? it's right. very impressive how well it's done you know it, it's so crazy how how well you fit with with how we look at anime because uh, again we've rarely had guests on this show okay yeah and the reason being is I, i'm not gonna say this is the reason but we we just have a nice flow to how, how we do the show but everything you said about the characters and about the story and about the animation is everything that we feel amplified it's exactly yeah. why this is exactly why we watch anime this is exactly why yeah. we watch every weekly well not every seasonal weekly show and mm -hmm. break it down just like this because it's so important to us that we get this entertainment and that's why we can't take shit like black clover that's why we just can't take <laughs> half-ass shit like a uh, god of high school like we just can't we, yeah. we have to speak on it man and these characters man back to the characters yes gojo being the overpowered character but again like you said him taking that that trope of an overpowered character and flipping it and making sure yeah. that everybody in this fucking world knows how powerful gojo is yeah. is spectacular like there were some powerful characters in naruto that people were afraid of right but they right. weren't scared like the fucking curses i, I call them demons because they're all demons to me that the <laughs> demons were of gojo as soon as he brought the veil down in that exchange arc Motherfuckers yeah. was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm gone. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, they were talking good shit too yeah. until Gojo broke the barrier, and then he was, he was like, like I'm gonna I'm I'm peace out because I know, I know, I know when this motherfucker is here that it's, it's over. Yeah. And the fact that it only took him 30 minutes to kill that that veil right. was like, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is a demon. With Gojo, I feel like, um, I feel like Gojo is lightning in a bottle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel, and maybe, maybe not lightning in a bottle, but maybe, maybe what it is is it's just the first mangaka that really took the overpowered character archetype mm -hmm. and said, how can I perfect this? Yes. You know what I mean? Because, because when you have an overpowered character on the protagonist side, especially that's at the level that Gojo is at, it's very easy if you're writing a campier story, yep. you know, to just have them be a the sacrifice. be all end all solution to like any conflict. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you obviously care a lot about this character. If you made them the strongest one in the whole bitch, yep. you know what I mean? So if you <laughs> care about the character you're probably going to want to use them a lot Thanks. but akutami gege has so much awareness of the medium and its history that they love this character of gojo or at least they wrote them in a way that implies that and despite whatever they say in their you know in their editor or in their author's comments but anyway <laughs> like as far as like gojo as a character we know that he's this force of nature in this world that has a very grounded power system it's not a very overpowered situation like key yeah. where any random old joe could have the power to end any conflict if they wanted it enough mm -hmm. no this is a very realistic very grounded story where wanting it enough doesn't really matter you know what i mean so so when you have a character skill. like Gojo who can literally end any conflict with the snap of his fingers, <laughs> like how do you write that in a way to where it's compelling? And yes. the way that you do that is by giving them a personality like Gojo's to mm -hmm. where he's cynical, he's sarcastic, he does things for entertainment like 
play into the concept that jujutsu sorcerers are understaffed so right. you have to send your students out to do missions that adults should do because you're understaffed well, gojo say. should be there but gojo just decides i'm gonna go do something else instead <laughs> so you don't have me there i'm in a different fucking country because yeah. i can teleport and i'm dealing <laughs> with something over here while you guys have to you take him away from the situation so that it doesn't make sense that he doesn't win all of the conflicts. Yeah. Not not yeah. to mention that they're having a similar situation like how My Hero Academia is doing. Like there's a singularity going on where yeah. the the sorcerers and Jujutsu Kaisen are becoming stronger because it's a new generation. So mm -hmm. like these first years are like outstanding because they've basically compiled so much power within themselves and over time that this is what is happening it's a new generation these people can't be held back any longer like yeah. he was trying to tell the head it's like yeah. the the new sorcerers are going to be amazing regardless of what you do you can't right. keep holding them back yeah right and it's the whole fact that like strong sources of cursed energy raise the cursed energy of things around them inside of a certain that's, proximity that's what makes so the power go, system special yeah so like sakuna's fingers you know, activating at all the way that they did in the first episode makes all the other fingers spring up and go, hold on, someone's eating us. Yep. Let's all find that motherfucker. And then <laughs> so because they're all invigorated, now the overall curse energy pool that's available in Japan is now a bigger volume because these things are putting out more energy because they're invigorated and they're coming it's from so a special good. grade source. So, so now the fucking like <laughs> power increases that we see are all like relative to these special grade sources of energy. You know what I mean? So it just well feels done. really good. Good, Full, you know, like so when well power done. increases and Shujutsu Kaisen, you know, <laughs> it's fantastic, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, tell so, do you uh, have the averages of the scores? <clears throat> so, uh, everyone gave animation a 10, uh, sound design, Noxie gave it a nine, uh, Polo a nine, I gave it a 10, uh, pacing, everyone gave it a 10, plot, everyone gave it a 10, <laughs> characters, everyone gave it a 10. So, Knox's overall rating is a 9.8 out of 10. Ooh. Polo's overall rating is a 9.8 out of 10. Mm -hmm. My overall rating is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Putting us as a group at a 9.8 out of 10. 9.8. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's... Yeah. You heard it. I, I like that. I like that. Okay, so 9.10 is about where I am. That's about where I am. Even though it, it could easily be a 10 yeah. overall. Just some song choices. It was a little iffy for me personally, but... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, 9.8 is uh, one I can rock with. One I can rock with. No right. complaints. <laughs> All right. Tell you want to hit us with a recap and we head out of here. So we just finished Jujutsu Kaisen um, rating. Goodness, it's been a long time since we've done a rating. It was great to have Noxie on here for it. It's a 9.8 out of 10 for all of us. Uh, we had a break with a great song. Yeah. Uh, so what you think about that? Yeah, with Hurricane or Hurricane. Um, also, we had Get to Know Mike Check Waifu Waifu and Slash Project Mango with Knox. Uh, anime character we hate the most. Who's your most hated anime character? We also had some great questions on Twitter. Thanks for hitting us with those. We'll hit, um, get some more of those from you next week. Um, also, I got spoiled on Invincible on the timeline. Be careful on Twitter. Oh, thanks. We also had some um, recommendations for new manga readers. We talked about Death Note, Vinland Saga, Promise Neverland, One Punch Man, and My Hero Academia. We also asked some questions if you're going to give recommendations. And then, you know, also talked about Phantom Seer catching the axe. Oh, and no. then Polo talked about the player that can't level up, <laughs> solo leveling. 
And we also got another one of Knox's favorite, Ultra Heaven. I put that down so we make sure we, we get that one. Facts. Uh, also, don't forget, you can join the book club on Patreon with uh, patreon.com slash project manga. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, talk about what we're all reading right now, what makes manga so attractive. And Knox, thanks for coming on Mike Check Waifu Waifu. That's episode 94. We appreciate Dude, you. Thanks for having me, you guys. I am at Polo Born Fly on all social media. I'm at King Teliano on all social media. Knox. I'm Knox at Knox EPM. Um, otherwise, Project Manga, everything, everywhere. You can follow all of our social medias at Project Manga, of course, or Project Manga OFC. That's at right. Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram. And as always, Mike Check. You're now tuned into Mike Check